0: Welcome to Process This, a podcast for the sterile processing community. The Healthcare Sterile Processing Association, HSPA, invites you to log on, listen and learn twice a month. Now it's time to process this with your host, clinical educator, John Wood. Welcome to the Process This podcast. This is episode number 68. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I hope that you are doing well. I also hope that you are staying cool during this latest heat wave we have going on. You know, it's it's times like these when I think I could really use a summer home in Alaska. Well, as much as I would like to wallow in my own self-pity and complain about this weather, we have a show to do. So today we are talking about explants. So let's not waste any time and let's get into our topic today on explants. All right, well today the question we are looking at is, what are you supposed to do with explants? Now this is a great question I get this question from time to time, and the question is usually associated with one of the following, and it's, do we give the explant back to the patient? Do we keep it as a specimen in the facility? And I've even heard a situation where the surgeon wanted to keep the explant for whatever reason. So I wanted to take some time today and kind of walk you through my process when I'm asked a question like this. And so one of the very first things that I do when I have a question is I I look for my resources. I look to see if there's any information in the Amy standards that really address the issue I'm looking for. You know, it's it's always great when I can find the answer that I'm looking for directly in the standard. Now, when it comes to resources, at the very least, you know, I would hope that you have a copy of the Amy st 79 standards, preferably the most current copy. That's kind of, you know, most of the issues we face are going to be addressed in some sort of way, in those standards. So, it's a great guide to have. I hope that all of you will, uh, if you don't have it, you, that you will try to obtain one. So, if you're looking in the ST79 standards for X plants, you're not going to find much help. You know, so when, when this happens, usually my next resource is going to the AORN guidelines. Now you may not have a copy. Most likely they'll have one in the operating room. Just go up there and borrow their copy. And if you have the resources, you know, just purchase your own copy of the guidelines. It's a great tool to assist with the st 79 standards. So a lot of times, even when I find the answer I'm looking for in the AME standards, I will use the ARN guidelines as a cross-reference, right? Because they have good information and usually the source comes from some sort of research. So the information that you get uh, has uh, is pretty strong or it may have strong evidence. And so it's always good to have more than one uh, documentation that uh, helps support your case. Now, when I'm dealing with an issue that involves the operating room, you know, I I go to those AORN guidelines because I find it's good uh, to look at the issue from an OR perspective. And it really doesn't hurt to have the information uh, from the OR's own nursing association to back you up, right? To make your case even that much stronger. Uh, One of the other resources, that I go to. The next one, uh, sometimes I'll go to the guidelines for disinfection and sterilization in healthcare facilities, uh, 2008, and that comes from the CDC. This is a document that can be found. It's an open document. So you can just uh, Google that um, and you can have that document. You can download it uh, as another resource. I also recommend uh, using resource manuals from HSPA. For example, the CRCST manual is a good resource when you're looking for things, especially things that may be hard to find. Um, Another good resource. And then, you know, I'll also do other things like, uh, is there any CMS regulations? Is there any FDA regulations? Are there OSHA regulations? And then, uh, at last, I kind of will resort to using my friend Google, right, to see what information I can find. So talking about explants again my first resource is ASTM 79 standards and if you look in there it doesn't have much information that you can use that specifically talks about uh, how to handle an explant uh, next I'll look in the I looked in the AOR and guidelines to see if they had any, any information that was valuable and so here's the information that I found Uh, from the AORN guidelines, and this is found in the specimen management section or guideline, and it is section 13.4. Now it reads, develop healthcare organization policies and procedures for handling of explanted medical devices in collaboration with an interdisciplinary team that includes perioperative leaders, legal advisors, risk management personnel, pathologists, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, infection prevention, sterile processing personnel, and material management folks. And then it goes on in Section 13.4.1. It talks about policies and procedures for explanted medical devices should include, and it gives kind of a list of some things that you need to think about, and that's medical device tracking, reporting of patient death or serious injury, returning devices to the manufacturer, submission to the pathology department or laboratory, documentation of explants, disposal of devices, whether device may be returned to the patient, including uh, procedures for communication with personnel who perform explanted devices, documentation uh, processes that will be used in the facility, and Uh, a liability release of the facility processing the explanted device if explanted devices are returned to the patient. So, there's some good information there. So, what did we read? Okay, so we read that the healthcare organization should develop policies and procedures for handling explanted medical devices in collaboration with that interdisciplinary team. Now, this is one of my favorite answers, and that is, it's up to your healthcare organization to determine what you're supposed to do. Now, there's a little sarcasm in there, but this means really that your facility needs to address the issue, and there's not a specific standard, a really a specific guideline that's gonna tell you exactly what you need to do. You and your facility need to determine what your process is gonna be. Now, this also means that your work is not done. So whenever you hear you need to decide this at your facility, that means your work's not done. What that means is that you are gonna have to do some research. You're gonna have to do some collaboration with that interdisciplinary or multi-disciplinary team to figure out how you're going to pre-process or process one, the explant, and then are you going to give it to patient? Like I said, there was a case where there was a surgeon. What are you going to do? So again, from here, you know, I'll kind of look into what the CDC and the FDA and CMS, see if they have any guidelines, and then I'm going to start Googleizing. Now, just remember, the point here is when you start Googling things, is to really just gather as much information as you can to make an informed decision with that multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary team, however you like to say it. So here are some articles that I found after Googling explants. Uh, You can do the same thing. It's quick and easy. You'll find the same information. So one is an HPN article, and I found a a question and answer in this article. And the question is, I run a predominantly orthopedic surgery center and was wondering how other facilities handle explants. We have patients who come in for hardware removal and request to keep their hardware. Now, this person feels that this is a biohazard issue and they would really like input from other ASCs regarding their policies as they start updating their own. So it looks like they're right in the middle of this, right where we are, trying to figure out what you're supposed to do with X-Plans. And so here is the answer that was given. There is no universal standard or regulation on this practice. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what we know already because we, we looked in those standards, we looked in the guidelines, And it says from this uh, person writing this article, In their experience, the decision and process is left up to each hospital to decide and develop a policy. There are many concerns and issues to address when developing a policy for returning explants to patients. It is suggested that a task force or committee be established bringing together the required expertise to develop a sound and rational policy. Representation on the committee may include surgeons, perioperative staff, infection control, epidemiologist, risk management, legal affairs, the manufacturer, sterile processing professionals, pathology, and materials management. Now, each committee rep or group of reps should investigate the issue related to their area of expertise, uh, and then they give a list of of some of the concerns and issues that you should uh, address when you're talking about explants. And so those issues are reprocessing of implant method of cleaning, decontamination, and sterilization for each type of explant, personal safety, injury risk assessment associated with explants to be processed and returned to the patient, identify which explant can and cannot be returned to patients, quality assurance of reprocessing efficacy, packaging and labeling of device for sterilization and return to the patient, adherence to any biohazard handling or labeling in accordance with the federal, state, and local regulations, who rightfully has ownership rights to the explant. Issues involving past, current, or future implant recalls and compliance to FDA regulations. Talking about tracking, ownership, reporting, return to the manufacturer. Compliance with FDA and other regulatory mandates relating to disbursement and distribution of the devices. Maintenance of required documents and manifestos for tracking purposes. What other records will the hospital create and maintain? And then last, who, when, where, and how will the explants be returned to the patient? So next, let's move into an article, which is another question and answer article. And this comes from Infection Control Today. So this question says, our sterile processing department is sent explanted implants, meaning screws and plates, to clean and sterilize so the patient can take them home. I have questioned this practice but do not have documentation to challenge this decision. Now the answer uh, given is the Food and Drug Administration FDA defines an implantable device as a device that is placed into a surgically or naturally formed cavity of the human body if it is intended to remain there for a period of 30 days or more. The FDA may, in order to protect public health, determine that the device placed in subjects for shorter periods are also implants. Orthopedic trauma-related screws and plates fall into this category. Now, technically and legally in many states, the patient has the right to the expanded implants because they paid for them. However, there are Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, and manufacturer's instructions for use that need to be considered. The first thing to do is to obtain and review the implant manufacturer's written instructions for use. Follow their recommendations. Usually, implant manufacturers specify that used implants should not be reprocessed. This means that if the implant came in direct contact with a patient, it should not be processed. It should be removed from the set. Uh, some manufacturers specifically state that if the implant was in contact with blood, it should also not be processed. Since the recommendation can vary, you need to begin with your specific implant manufacturer. It's written instructions for use, the IFUs to make sure that you have the most current IFU. It's also recommended to obtain this form from the home office of the company as web pages do not always have the most current information. Second, if it is confirmed that the manufacturer does not recommend reprocessing then you have no information how to make the implant safe to give to that patient cleaning and sterilization instructions have not been provided because these the items were not intended to be reprocessed. Now, since the implant cannot be safely decontaminated, it must be considered contaminated and labeled as such. Now, OSHA states, uh, so i want to take a break here. If you go back and listen to uh, the Process This Podcast episode number 58, there is an entire episode on the OSHA Bloodborne Pathogen Regulation, which is 1910.1030. Okay, so if you need a refresher on that, go back and listen to that podcast. So here, OSHA states that specimens of blood or other potentially infectious materials shall be placed in a container that prevents leakage during collection, handling, processing, storage, transport, or shipping. The container for storage, transport, or shipping shall be labeled, color-coded, and closed prior to being stored, transport, or shipped. Labels required in this section of that regulation shall include the following legend. These labels shall be fluorescent orange or orange-red or predominantly so, and the lettering or symbols in a contrasting color. Now, this would include the explanted implant. So the practice of giving explanted implants back to a patient should be discussed by the multidisciplinary team consisting of at least, and I've heard this list before, infection prevention, risk management, SPD, and the operating room. A policy and procedure should be developed and approved by the Infection Prevention Committee. SPD and OR personnel should be in service in the provisions in the Policy and Compliance Monitoring, SPD should not be processing any device without written instructions from the device manufacturer. Any non-compliance would put the facility at risk. While we would like to accommodate the patient's request or other request, we must always comply with the standards and manufacturer's instructions. So, what did we hear? What did we read? What did we hear on that? Right? So, same kind of thing. The organization's responsible for determining. You need manufacturer's instructions for use to reprocess. Right? You need those instructions. need your multidisciplinary team. There may be OSHA regulations that you need to follow and be aware of. Right? You need to comply with those as you would anything else in the facility good information. So here, moving on, there is another article that's going to help support our case. And this is from the OR Today magazine and it's titled Handling of Explanted Devices Addressed in the AORN's Revised Guideline for Specimen Management. And this is just another perspective. And this is by Sue Klasick, my uh, teammate on the education team. And it states, the Association of Perioperative Nurses, AORN in guidelines for specimen management, was released uh, to electronic subscribers and published 2021 in the print edition. Now, recommendation 13 of this document provides pertinent information for sterile processing professionals in regards to handling of the explants. Sterile processing professionals must manage explants safely and properly any time a request is made to sterilize an explanted device such as a screw, hip plate, and so on. Any time you're going to return something to the patient. Now, numerous factors must be considered when handling explanted devices, and this update guideline, new recommendations can assist in some of those issues. Note, while the previous version of the guideline addresses the handling of explanted medical devices, The updated version includes new recommendations, right? So it's always important, Uh, just a side note, anytime you're going to look at the AMI standards or even the AORN guidelines, you need to look at the updated version, right? Don't use past versions. Make sure you have the updated version. So key points covered in recommendation 13. Uh, Recommendation 13 of the guidelines begins by mentioning that explanted devices are regulated medical devices that require the healthcare facility to handle them safely and consistently in accordance with federal, state, and local regulations and the device manufacturer's instructions for use. Healthcare facilities should have policies and procedures in place pertaining to the handling of explants. This updated guideline features information to consider when such policies and procedures are developed. Whenever an implant procedure is performed, the healthcare becomes the final distributor of the implanted device and is required to track the implant to the patient per regulation set forth by the FDA. Now, as the final distributor, healthcare facilities must meet medical device tracking requirements and provide information to the manufacturer about explanted devices. Medical device tracking benefits facilities and patients if notifications and recalls are needed. Explanted medical device tracking may also provide critical information about the device used, the life expectancy of the device, and the device failure. All pertinent information that can help improve devices and aid clinical decision-making around a device's use. When a healthcare facility reports explants to the manufacturer, the following information must be provided in the report date the device was explanted, name, mailing address, telephone number of the explanting physician, date of the patient's death or date the device was returned to the manufacturer, permanently retired from use or otherwise disposed of permanently, a product code that specifies the type of implant. Note the revised guideline features a table with the product code for medical devices requiring manufacturer tracking. If the manufacturer cannot be located, the report must include the process used to contact them. Now again, deaths related to implant medical devices must also be reported per FDA regulations and serious injury related to an implanted medical device must be reported to the device manufacturer. If the medical device manufacturer cannot be identified, the injury must be reported to the FDA. If an implant must be returned to the manufacturer, it is recommended that they be returned in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions and the facility's policy and procedure. This policy helps protect the device from damage during shipping and reduces risk of leakage of potentially hazardous or infectious material during transport. Note the unique device identifier, UDI, from the explanted medical device should be documented in the patient's medical record or recorded in a facility tracking log when available. Now to avoid confusion or regulatory non-compliance, the guideline recommends healthcare organizations develop specific policies and procedures for handling explanted medical devices. These policies and procedures should be developed by an interdisciplinary team that includes perioperative leaders, legal advisors, risk management personnel, pathologists, surgeons, anesthesial professionals, infection prevention, sterile processing professionals, and material management personnel. Now again, according to the guideline, policies and procedures pertaining to explanted medical devices should contain the following medical device tracking, reporting of injury or death, returning devices to manufacturers, submission uh, to pathology, laboratory if required, documentation of the explanted disposal of device, which devices may be returned to the patient. This should address procedures for communicating with personnel who perform explanted device processing decontamination processes that will be used in the facility and liability release of the facility that processes the explanted device. If explanted devices are returned to the patient, the guideline has no recommendations or rating for returning explanted medical devices to the patient because AORN guidelines are evidence-based and there's no evidence of a clear benefit of returning the explants to the patient. The balance between the benefits and potential risk of returning explanted medical devices to the patient or patients is uh, unclear and many factors must be considered. Again, good information that is going to support our position or allows us to bring information to the committee when we're discussing how we should process, or take care of, uh, explanted materials. Now, the last article that I'm going to talk about, uh, I found an article in the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery. Now, this article is titled, The Legal, Ethical, and Scientific Considerations for Returning Explanted Orthopedic Hardware to the Patient. So, I'm going to read the abstract here. Again, this is an article from a uh, Surgeon Journal, Orthopedic Surgeon Journal. And it says, Orthopedic hardware explantation is a multifaceted topic with complex legal, ethical, and scientific aspects that require thorough exploration. Issues of device ownership, explant-induced disease, potential... Uh, device resale pose legal risks to providers and healthcare institutions. Ethically, implant removal highlights the potential for performing procedures at the request of the patient's will, incentivizing patient compliance and strengthening patient-surgeon relationship. However, the return of explanted hardware to patients could hinder scientific study and innovation, ultimately limiting advancement in reduction and patient outcomes. Continued research into these topics remains paramount to ensure that clinicians and institutions deliver optimal patient care while abiding with legal and ethical imperatives. This article addresses specifically the legal, ethical, and scientific issues that are pertaining to explanted uh, orthopedic implants to the patient and the potential ramifications of such a practice. So from the physician perspective in this article there are three main considerations. Again it's the legal consideration, ethical considerations, and scientific considerations. So let's briefly uh, look at some of the legal considerations. Perhaps the most diverse issue involves a basic lethality of returning an explanted medical device to the patient. Despite a, a multitude of federal and state hardware removal laws that further complicate the issue, incongruencies exist regarding whether a patient should acquire possession of the removal implant. Although the legal aspect of possession of the explant hardware appear complex, And intricate to our knowledge, there's no history of legal action or litigation for any of the proposed concerns that can serve as precedent. Also under legal considerations, it talks about ownership and contamination of the explant, saying that potential implant contamination is a major legal concern when explanted devices are returned to the patient. At the very least, hospitals should adhere to routine policies and manufacturers' instructions on the proper care and sanitation of these devices prior to returning an implant to a patient. When these instructions are not provided, the medical device may be deemed contaminated and considered unsafe to provide to another party." So again, you know, what they're saying is you don't have IFUs to clean it. If you can't properly clean this device, then should you give this to the patient? You know, it's a great question. Next is ethical considerations. Along with the legal problems, ethical considerations represent the second facet regarding the challenge of returning explanted hardware to the patients. The ethical issue associated with returning the explanted orthopedic hardware to the patient can be explored uh, through different ways, and they talk about some different ways that uh, you can look at it from anatomy to uh, really the benefits, the harms uh, that comes with giving an implanted device to a patient or explanted device to the patient. And then last, it talks about scientific considerations. The scientific impact that is associated with the analysis of removing hardware is critical in the evaluation of an explanted medical device and constitutes one of the third aspect of this issue. As previously mentioned, important indications for hardware explantation exist and constitutes a substantial portion of the field of the orthopedics. The study of the past and present implants allows society to continually improve hardware design and surgical approach. Vital information is gleaned not only interoperatively or throughout the life of the implant, but also through the assessment of the device after it has served its purpose. Evaluation of explanted hardware provides valuable data regarding device longevity, wear, and ultimately failure. Implant registry serves as one of the effective databases of information regarding explanted devices. Implant registries define national standards of evaluation to monitor and assess the success and outcomes of surgical implants thus aspiring to improve safety quality outcomes and cost effectiveness though the information that is gathered from such registries patients who are at risk for revision complication or failure can be more easily identified and the most clinically beneficial implant and surgical techniques can be determined more effectively, and the patient can be more rapidly and reliably contacted in the event of device recall. Now, conclusions. The practice of returning explanted orthopedic hardware to a patient remains a multifaceted issue, again with the complex legal, ethical, and scientific considerations that demand extensive investigation and debate. So, more good information and you know coming from the orthopedic surgeon journal here more information that you can use really to start those discussions to help build your case so what have we heard what have we read you know listening to these articles one there just isn't a standard that's going to give us that easy answer that we want concerning explants you know, ARN guidelines says that your facility must decide how to handle explants in your facility, right? There's a strong recommendation that you have your policies and procedures. And I, I've said this several times. I'll, uh, I'll continue to say it in the future. This is not a sterile processing problem. This is a facility problem. And when you have a facility problem, you need a team a multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary team to help you solve the problem. Again, help you figure out how you're going to decontaminate the item. You know, do you have those manufacturer's instructions for use? They're going to f- help you figure out your policies and procedures. It's going to help you decide when is it appropriate to give an implant to a patient when it is not appropriate to give an implant to the patient. I've read several articles here and all of them have a different perspective, a different voice. So you have articles from the operating room, infection prevention, sterile processing input, input from the surgeons or physicians. You know, all of this information is going to help you, you know, back up the information that we found in that guideline along with OSHA guidance. Again, there's legal scientific considerations, all of these things you need to figure out. Uh, but here's the information and here's kind of how I go through when I'm trying to research a topic, especially a topic like explants, which there's not a whole lot of specific, standardized information that we can find. So even though this is a tough question, you know, using your resources can help you as you tackle this difficult question of explants. HSPA episode number 68 is in the books. Thanks for listening to the show. To receive the CE for this episode, simply click on the link in the episode notes log on to the myhspa.org website and make sure to use the code multidisciplinary. Again, the code for this episode is multidisciplinary. Remember, keep an ear out for the next episode always on the 1st and 15th of every month. Each episode's on demand, so when you're ready for us, we'll be there for you. As always, stay classy, and we'll see you next time.